Welcome to Wholesome Health for Youth Podcast, where I'm introducing young generations to holistic traditions. I'm Julia Dolgorova, your host, and this is episode 8. Welcome back, or welcome to this week's episode, you guys. Uh, I hope you had a great week. I sure did. Before I get into this week's episode, I wanted to ask you guys to please follow the podcast on Instagram at Wholesome Health for Youth. You can stay updated on my podcast journey as well as have insights to future episodes. I started exploring um, like how to make reels and stuff, and it's actually a lot of fun. I also post um, the names for the next week's episode so you guys get a little sneak peek. And, of course, I post simple switches for each week on Instagram. I make a schedule, or I made, like, a schedule um, last week to actually have, like, certain days when I post things. And that's been going well, so it helps me, like, stay more organized uh, and have, like, a posting routine. Also, usually I record in the basement, like, um, in our sauna, because it's, like, a quiet place. But my dad is in the basement right now. So I ha- I'm recording in one of the bedrooms, and we live next to a busy road, so sorry if you hear car noises throughout this whole episode. Uh, I have some exciting news for you guys, though. So, from Monday till Wednesday, my brother and dad were away on a fishing trip at uh, Salmon River. And Tuesday morning, while I was at school, my mom texted me a photo of, like, a little kitten. And she said, should we pick up this kitten after school? And I was like, uh, yeah, of course let's do it and so we went to this lady's house and she lives in a very like farmland type of area where there are like a lot of stray cats like she feeds 13 cats like they come to her front door every day and she feeds them well one of the stray cats had a baby but the mom cat like wasn't really caring for them and it was one of the days when there was hurricane ian hurricane ian (laughs) so we went to the lady's house and when we went to go check on where the kittens were they like weren't weren't there and we were like really sad but all of a sudden like after just a few minutes her neighbor walked in and said he found the kittens so we went and we brought the three of them into the house and we all played with them for like an hour they were so cute and we chose our little kitten and we named her lucy she's super cute and sweet she's like approximately three to four weeks but it's hard to tell because she's a stray but we're having so much fun with her Also, for those of you who don't know, I have a dog named Porter, and he's a Rottweiler. He's really big. Like, he's 130 pounds, so he's, like, enormous. And when we first brought Lucy home, he was kind of nervous but, like, excited because he loves to play with, like, other animals and stuff. But I think she was shocked by how big she is, and she was, like, hiding from him and stuff. It was actually kind of funny. (laughs) But they're starting to warm up to each other, and he, like, licks her, and she plays with him. It's really cute. But let me tell you, it was a bit stressful when we first got her. She didn't go to the bathroom. Like, she only peed, but she didn't poop for, like, two days. And it made us so nervous because, like, that's not good for them. But I read online that I need to give her fiber. Because at first we were just feeding her, um, like, chicken. But I read online that we need to give her fiber. So we uh, boiled some sweet potatoes. And it also said that it's like for cats if they're having like stomach issues and stuff to give them aloe vera juice and also ginger so right now her meals are consisting of boiled salmon that my brother and dad caught at salmon river sweet potatoes a little aloe vera juice and a couple drops of ginger glycerin (laughs) and i just like mash it together with a fork 
and I make sure it's pretty warm that way it's better for her tummy and yeah she eats really well and she loves it so that's awesome she lives in my room for now but eventually we want her to just roam around the house she's just too little and she might like get lost or fall somewhere and not be able to get out but my bed like my bed doesn't have an empty space under it you know like it's not lifted it just has drawers so she can't run under there where like we can't get her but she's so funny she loves to like whack stuff with her little paws she loves running across my rug to the other side of the room and then running back and like sometimes I let her out of my room and we like explore together so, like literally I get on all fours and I like walk next to her and we go to all the bedrooms and check everything out and then we go back to to the to my room and then she lays down in her bed it's so cute and she like started to play and hop around more and sometimes she actually like at like 11 p.m she'll wake up and i'm just like asleep you know and she'll start to play and hop around in the dark and i just hear her jumping you know the little the little sounds of her jumping around and it's so cute and then she rolls up into a little ball on her bed and sleeps all night she's so cute i love her so much okay enough of that we're gonna get into this week's simple switch which is shampoo bars so about three episodes i think ago i talked about switching to the trader joe's shampoo and conditioner since it has a botanical base and it lacks all the chemicals in drugstore shampoo and conditioner well i ran out of their shampoo and i decided to try their shampoo bar and i love it i have the tea tree peppermint one and it has like a mermaid on it and this week's episode is going to be about herbalism so i wanted to talk about the benefits of tea tree and peppermint for your hair um, peppermint is really good for dry and brittle hair and it heals any itchiness of your scalp it also gets the blood flowing in your scalp which makes your hair grow faster and stronger plus it has uh, been said to be good for hair loss actually now tea tree is very good for your hair too it keeps your hair healthy and moisturized and it prevents your hair from falling out it also helps with dandruff so basically it kind of like unclogs your hair follicles um like the pores in your head and it, it's similar to peppermint it gets the blood circulating in your scalp which helps your hair grow faster and just overall healthy and strong so yeah the simple switch is from drugstore liquid shampoo to shampoo bar plus it's good because it doesn't have any plastic in it like it doesn't have a plastic container and um the packaging is just paper so it can compost in the ground okay so for this week's episode i wanted to talk about herbs that probably grow in your backyard um or you heard of them or maybe like you've seen them before uh, but they actually have medicinal benefits that you might not know about so last time i did an herbalism episode i talked about plantain leaf and dandelion those are like basic herbs that heal lots of ailments but today i want to expand so i just want to talk about a few herbs that grow just about everywhere and what they can heal um also how to identify them and what to make out of them i'm not only going to mention some common weeds that are great healers but also herbs that are used for culinary purposes but are actually very good for you okay the first herb is rosemary you may have heard of rosemary to season lamb or potatoes and such but actually it's also good for your health so the latin name for rosemary is rosemarius officinalis rosemarinus officinalis it's 
it's kind of hard to pronounce, but I have it written down right here so I could read it for you guys. Um, it's in the mint family. When it comes to identifying rosemary, in case you didn't know, it's pretty woody and has very fragrant leaves that are shaped almost like um, thick little needles. They usually grow up to like five feet tall, but they're trailing plants. So they grow, oh my gosh, a really loud motorcycle just drove by. I'm really sorry. <laughs> they're um, trailing plants. So um, they grow sideways, it like grows outwards, and the leaves are green on the top and have a pretty leathery soft feel, but the underside of the leaves is white. They explain the leaves as having like short, dense, woolly hair um, when you feel them, but during warmer times, like in the summer, the plant produces white, pink, purple, or blue flowers. Now when it comes to its health benefits, rosemary contains something called caffeic acid, as well as carnosic acid, carnosol, rosmarinic acid, anti-inflammatories, and antioxidants. Rosemary stimulates digestion because it brings circulation to um, digestive organs and helps relieve digestive problems, especially indigestion. And you could use rosemary in your food or take a rosemary tincture or an oil before you eat a large meal. That way, like, you don't feel bloated or anything after. It also helps with circulatory problems and headaches. It's like a mild stimulant, and so this helps with circulation. It's often used for cardiovascular issues and low blood pressure. Low blood pressure. <laughs> with these uh, stimulative properties, rosemary is actually great for relieving headaches and especially migraines. It also has a mild analgesic uh, effect, but it its main help is with increasing blood flow to the brain. Analgestic just basically means like a pain reliever. Now, since it has analgesic um, and anti-inflammatory properties, it's highly effective in healing pain and swelling in joints and arthritis. Most people say it helps but doesn't completely alleviate pain, so rosemary is usually like combined with other herbs to kind of work together to relieve pain in your joints or swelling and arthritis. Rosemary is also antifungal, so you could use the oil for other for like those other purposes if if you have like um fungus anywhere or anything like that what i thought was super cool is that rosemary is researched and used in treating cancer since it contains caffeic acid carnosic acid carnosol and rosmarinic acid it helps fight cancer cells and protects your liver many people have shared that rosemary oil mixed with um a carrier oil kind of like coconut oil um, is great for hair loss and many use it in homemade mouthwashes since it could um, heal any type of um, mouth issues kind of like halitosis for example okay that's going to be all for rosemary the next herb that i'm going to talk about is bee balm now in um, some places this grows wildly and in some places it doesn't but you can grow it from seed and just in your garden or in a pot bee balm is also known as oswego tea but the Latin name is actually Monarda Didyma. But many people call it many different things. It kind of just depends on what area you live in. You may know it by horse mint, Indian nettle, red bergamot, or scarlet bergamot. And of course, Oswego tea because it's used by the Oswego tribe. It's also in the mint family, like rosemary, and is easily cultivated in the garden. So that's not an issue at all. If it doesn't grow wildly in your area, you could just grow it in your garden. It's a great plant to attract pollinators like bees, hummingbirds, and butterflies. And it is indeed a perennial 
and wildly grows in North America, Europe, and Asia. So in a lot of places, you probably have um, bee balm growing somewhere in your area. When it comes to identifying bee balm, um, it has straight and rigid square stems and grows just about three feet tall. The leaves on the plant are usually smooth or have very fine, thin hairs. The leaves have a very strong smell, and the flowers that grow on top of the stem are a beautiful, bright, pinkish-purple color. The head consists of many densely packed flowers, and they mostly bloom in mid to late summer, so it's a great time of year for like bright colors and bright flowers that are super beautiful. Um, and the plants spread um, with like underground roots, that grow bigger and bigger each autumn. And the main plant uh, in the center uh, will begin to die off after like three years as the underground roots spread and blossom more plants and flowers. Now, a swago tea is made from the dried leaves of bee balm and both the leaves and flowers are edible. Actually, if you dry the leaves, you can use it similar to sage on meat and the fresh flowers are beautiful as a garnish on salad. Both the flowers and the leaves are used for medicinal purposes as well though. So that's super interesting. Bee balm um, is something called an anti-spasmodic, spasmodic, which means in large doses, it can cause the uterus to contract and um, trigger the menstrual period. However, you cannot consume it when you're pregnant because it can cause a miscarriage. But bee balm leaves are very effective when you want to treat a cold um, or a sore throat or nasal or chest congestion. It's also good when consumed as a tea for healing these issues, or you could uh, breathe in the vapors of it to clear congestion and open your sinuses. So if you just like uh, boil a pot of water with bee balm in it, and you breathe over that, um, it'll open up your sinuses. Uh, bee balm is also a mild diuretic, so it expels water from the body through sweat and urination, and when you sweat, it helps cool down the body, and therefore, bee balm is very successful when treating uh, a high fever. Like most plants in the mint family, bee balm has a very soothing effect on your stomach, so it is very good for um, like nausea or vomiting or flatulence or stomach problems in general. But it's not right for use when with nausea during pregnancy because, as I said earlier, it can cause a miscarriage in large doses. Bee balm works similar to lemon balm and works as a nervine. Nervine means it calms the nerves, although lemon or bee balm is not as powerful as lemon balm but it still works the same. It also uh, is great when using a salve. You could apply the salve to bites or stings or rashes. It just helps make it heal faster, be less painful since it is an anti-inflammatory. Now, when it comes to harvesting, it's important to pick the leaves in mid to late morning, but after the morning dew dried down, and you could pick a yearly supply in the summer and have it for the rest of the year, just like dried out. You can collect the flowers when they're beginning to fully open, and you could just uh, dry those out and store it in a jar in a dark place so you could use it all year round. Okay, the next and last herb is gonna be goldenrod. Here in PA, goldenrod grows literally everywhere in the spring, summer, and fall like on the roadsides and in ditches, in the woods, in valleys, like literally anywhere. And we have bees, um, like we keep bees. So we know that they've been collecting lots of pollen from goldenrod when the honey comes out like a darker yellow color. It's super cool. The Latin name for goldenrod is Solidago. It grows all around North America, but, but especially in meadows, prairies, and savannas. Um, Solidago canadensis 
is the most common goldenrod in North America, and that's what most people use um, for medicinal purposes. It's in the aster daisy family. Lots of people actually blame their pollen allergy flare-ups on goldenrod, but actually goldenrod does not release pollen into the air. Interestingly enough, most allergies to pollen come from ragweed and other similar flowering plants. And that's what's super, that's what's super interesting is that goldenrod can be used against allergies caused by ragweed. In order to identify goldenrod, you need to look in open areas or like along trails or something like that. It has a very unique aroma and taste and it looks pretty tall and has lots of sprays of uh, yellow flowers. The leaf of the goldenrod smells almost salty and balsam-like when crushed. Any goldenrod species can be used to heal but it's very important to um, to be able to identify it correctly because there's quite a few um, toxic lookalikes to goldenrod. Goldenrod um, have alternating leaves that are fairly simple and usually toothed, but they could also be smooth or like have little hairs on them. Now, toxic lookalikes are groundsel, life fruit, staggerweed, and ragwort, and these are deadly, but um, ragwort and groundsels usually have smaller flower heads and bloom earlier, while the flower's heads on goldenrod are like bunches of grapes. They kind of like hang over. Once you find, um, goldenrod and identify it correctly it can be used in lots of ways actually it's delicious in salads or even fried uh, some people say it's also good in like a cordial or a fermented drink i like goldenrod tea and the leaves can be cooked and eaten like spinach i just like um yeah i just like steep it in hot water and it turns out great you can use the leaves flowers and roots in medicine and it's very helpful um, in healing urinary tract and kidney issues. It has like an astringent and antiseptic property, so it helps with the urinary tract infections or like bladder infection. It also helps bring balance to the kidneys and prevent any type of like kidney stones or anything like that. It's even good for chronic conditions for long-term use, but you actually have to be careful because it's a diuretic, um, meaning it makes you urinate a lot. So you have to drink a lot of water. Gonorrhea is also a good choice to help heals skin wounds like burns, sores, cuts, boils, or irritations. It has a good, um, like, soothing property that that soothes irritations or any type of skin problems. You could also use it for a mouthwash if you have a wound in your mouth, or you can make the leaves into a powder and use the powder directly on a wound on your skin. And what I thought was super interesting about goldenrod is that, um, it can stop bleeding so if you use the powder on a wound it'll stop any type of bleeding and you can make like a salve or ointment and use the the roots for burns goldenrod tincture is a great um thing for treating symptoms of like a cold or seasonal allergy so it's good to have that on hand and goldenrod contains something called quercetin and rutin which are natural antihistamines. This means it helps with anything to do with breathing. You can use a cool goldenrod tea for sore throat. It also helps by drying um, brachial or bronchial and respiratory mucus, which is super cool. Like um, any type of lung issues, if you have, if you're having trouble breathing, like if you're, if you have a cold and your sinuses are like stuffy or whatever, you could easily just use some goldenrod 
It, I also uh, said earlier that goldenrod has rutten, which is an antioxidant that's good for your heart. It increases uh, circulation and strengthens your capillaries. It's also good for your joints since it's anti-inflammatory, and it works well to relieve the swelling and pain in joints. Um, so if, if you have arthritis, goldenrod is a great solution. Um, when it comes to harvesting, you can harvest leaves in the spring and summer and the flowers in late summer and early fall. And the roots can be harvested in the early spring and autumn. If you just dehydrate the, the, the plant material, it'll store for a very long time. But as I said, goldenrod is a diuretic, so it's very drying. You must use it in moderation and stay away from it when you're pregnant or nursing. Just drink lots of water when you're taking goldenrod. So yeah, there's so many interesting things that you can make out of herbs. So... Um, my main kind of way of using herbs right now is uh, a tincture, a tea, um, or like in food usually. So I take dandelion tincture every day um, in the morning because it's supposed to help um, like with period stuff, like regulating your menstrual cycle. So I take um, dandelion tincture in the morning. And then I, t I drink burdock tea in the afternoon because burdock tea um, is also good for any type of menstrual issues because my period is very, like, irregular. Like, I could have it one month and then not have it for two months and then have it again. And it's just, like, really kind of all over the place. So I'm trying to use herbs now to get it under control and regulate it. So, yeah. But I've been using that. It's really great. And then... Um, I am trying right now, or like testing out a hydrosol for my face. So a hydrosol is made, so the way, uh, uh, essential oil is made is it's like distilled, right? So, um, there's like water in it and then the oil like rises to the top of the water when it's been through the distillery process and, um, that water um, is a hydrosol so it has the smells and like very like the good properties of whatever thing you're extracting the essential oil out of and so the one that I have is um, geranium and rose and it's like in a spray bottle so I'm using that for my face kind of like a toner but it's like a natural toner I might do that for a simple switch actually yeah I'm gonna do that for a simple switch and I'll um teach you guys more about why hydrosols are good for your face or just like good in general and then um uh, glycerate glycerates are actually good too so um they're similar um to a tincture but tinctures are alcohol based so they're uh, herbs that are steeped in alcohol for a long period of time like you just cover the herb in alcohol and you let it sit for like a month or two but a glycerate is similar to this, but it's not alcohol-based, it's glycerate-based. So, it's sweet, and um, if you're, like, not allowed to have alcohol or, like, for kids, uh, it's better to use a glycerate. I use ginger glycerate for my kitten since she has um, problems going to the bathroom right now since she's so little. And she just changed from milk to solid food, so it is a little tough on her tummy, but... Yeah, I've been using uh, ginger glycerate, just like a few drops in her food. It doesn't change the flavor of the food very much, but um, I know that it's in there and it's been helping a lot. So yeah, anyways, 
that's gonna be all for this week's episode it's pretty short it's only 20 something minutes but it's full of a lot of good information so i hope you guys enjoyed and learned some new things about some common plants um that you've probably have seen or heard of but you don't know um exactly how they heal and next week's episode will be on homesteading so stay tuned i think it's going to be like an in-depth episode all about chickens and keeping chickens uh keeping backyard chickens and stuff like that so follow the podcast on instagram at wholesome health for youth um see you next week guys uh bye